0: Here is everything you need, this ain't no get-rich-quick thing, create your own economy, cause we're ahead of the crypto curve, yeah, create your own economy, let's get ahead of the crypto curve, yeah, learn from the queen of crypto, your host, Naja Roberts, Leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create hey, your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left
1: behind. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. And welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you, because it absolutely matters. Today is Monday, April 10th. 2023 and we have a couple of cryptopians that have birthdays today so I'd like to say happy birthday to Barbara Flood, Dennis Garcia and Derek Vance. May you all have a very happy birthday that is filled with love, joy, peace and understanding this day and if you'd like to get your birthday shout out please do me a favor and send a text to 424 424 317-7373. 317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. So as we get into today, I am just going to do a quote. It is definitely not a cryptocurrency quote. It's not about Bitcoin at all or any other cryptocurrency, but it really is to take a deep breath and help everyone to understand where we are. And I'll explain why this quote in a second. But the quote says, Change is hard because people overestimate the value of what they have. And underestimate the value of what they may gain by giving that up. James Belasco. And you all know this is radio, right? And and praise be to God the most high that it's been about a year and four months that I've been on radio and we get some feedback via email or text message. But one of the things I get engaged on the radio of what I'm saying and sharing with you all, or teaching is my mother. And so when I got started with radio, just trying to learn and and Tavis was doing some tutelage. He shared with me that his mother is listening to all of his shows. And when he first said that initially, I thought, wow, that's a lot of pressure. (laughs) Um, But it was really a good thing for him to share that with me because he was just really saying not that he wouldn't give everyone the right information anyway, but because his mother is listening, he has to make sure that all his listeners are understanding Based on what his mother understands to just make sure that everything is in bite-sized pieces and things of that sort. And I thought that was just absolutely phenomenal. And since day one, my mother has been listening to my show. And so we have these conversations, and based on what she shares with me, it lets me know what she actually understands. Now, you have to know my mother was a teacher at LA Unified School District over 40 some odd years, retired from LAUSD. And in talking to her over the weekend, she was sharing with me that she really didn't understand what I was stating about what I was doing because of the banking industry and some of the things that were going on and I stated that I'm not just in Bitcoin but also hard assets and so I went talking to you all about gold and real estate and today I'm supposed to talk about tokenization of real estate so you all can understand that and I really plan on doing that but I wanted to really kind of back up a little bit because you know, oftentimes um, you feel like your I will say, your students understand what you're saying. And I liken it to right now a situation that I'm dealing with with one of my small children that's having a problem in the math class. And, you know, the teacher has almost without saying that some of the students are maybe not as smart as others. And I go a little further to say she makes them feel a little bit stupid. But at some point you've got to look at the teacher and see if the way that she's teaching is ineffective. And so as I spoke to my mother this, this weekend and thought that she really understood what I was saying as it relates to the banks collapsing, people being outside of the banks, and the police being called on them because they were demanding their money. And this was just last month. And I made a couple of statements in um, in in that we were starting to store gold as well as Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And so when I explained that, and it may be self-explanatory to some, but I really feel that I need to reiterate why, first of all it's important that we diversify our portfolios and without getting super um you know emotional because you all can hear that from me i'm sure when i am screaming from the hilltops about the fact that there are some more banks that are going to collapse prayerfully it won't be your bank but we do know that a lot of the regional banks are gonna experience some issues There's already talks from the bigger banks as to who they're going to bail out. If you take a look at one of the meetings that um, Janet Yellen just had with some of the other senators talking about which banks will get bailouts and which ones won't. She said there was no actual criteria. Her and President uh, Biden would have to talk about what that criteria is coming forward because they know more banks are having issues And so I made a statement that I sleep well at night because we don't keep anything in the bank because of what we see is happening. Not any um, type of conspiracy, just factual, what is actually happening with the banking system. And so in an effort to make sure that we have at our fingertips all our hard earned money, we've got to do different things. We don't want it all in Bitcoin because you never put your, be- your all of your eggs in one basket. We all know that. Any financial advisor that you speak to will tell you that dirt diversification is key. I've stated I'm not a financial advisor, but I suggest that people add a small amount of Bitcoin to their portfolio. But also hard assets in this particular time because of what I see is great. And so what I see again, so I can explain how and what this thing about gold is, because my mom says she got it, but she really didn't understand. And so as we look at having a store of value right now, your money in the bank, you're using the money in the bank as a store of value because you don't actually physically have that hundred dollars in your hand, but you can go to the ATM and pull that hundred dollar bill out if you need to. But for the most part, if you don't need the hundred dollar bill, you can log on to your chase account or something like that and see the hundred dollars sitting there. So it's It's in the bank and those numbers on your screen represent the store of value. When we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to continue this conversation and make my case on just really helping people understand the portability and the interchangeability that we need right now in this time. When we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment,
0: moment. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: All right, welcome forward, welcome forward. So, as I was stating, in your bank account, those numbers represent a store of value, and that value is the U.S. dollar or Or whatever the dollar is worth that particular day. But it serves as a store of value. So when I was talking about being safe. And my removing my funds from the bank. And not allowing the bank to hold my funds. So that I can have my money in hand. In the event there is some sort of banking collapse. Again, no one knows when. No one knows if, but based on facts and everything that's happening, we know that there are some banking issues. And I don't have selective amnesia. I remember a couple of weeks ago where people were standing outside the bank after their particular bank has collapsed, and they did not uh, get to take their money out that day. In fact, they called the police on them, and that was right in New York. Several individuals that I am talking to from the banking debacle of a month ago still have not gotten all of their funds back. Um, And not to say that they won't, but how long can you afford not to have your funds back? Now, a lot of these individuals have millions and millions of dollars in the bank, so they had some money put away for a rainy day. However, I know that a lot of us cannot stand to have our money withheld from us for any length of time. And so in saying that, it is my prayer that we start to think about getting safe. It is really hard to unlearn what we've been used to for our entire lives, and I get it. And so as I talk about gold, you know, my mom just asked the question, like, can you just really explain how I'll be able to get my money back if I decided to put a little bit of it and go again, not all of it because you want to be diversified, but just do a little bit. And so I said, so right now, the money that you have sitting in the a bank, if the bank collapses and there's a run on the money, you will not be able to go do anything, gas station, grocery store. Just to have your money in hand to be able to barter with your neighbor that may be selling, I don't know, vegetables or something of that sort, whatever that is. And so she was saying, well, if I took it out, you know, how does the gold work? And so we all know uh, and she's been out of the country, so she's well aware of other currencies and things of that sort. But she really wasn't thinking of gold as a currency and gold has and is a currency, and so I want to make sure that I back up and really make sure that our community understands that people have been stacking and utilizing gold as a currency and a store of value, of course, for a very long time, and what I found or have always known actually is that gold There's different standards for holding gold than several other things along with reporting. So there's a lot of entities that sell, sell gold and they're legal and they can legally not have to declare or share how much gold people are actually buying. Because gold and people that maintain gold and have gold vaults and all of those things, typically have different rules that they've been able to play by, thereby winning. I'm just going to continue to say they've been winning for a very long time. It's one of those well-kept secrets. And until you really go and talk to a gold dealer or a broker that's selling you some gold, because I'm not going to tell you the rules. Every state may be different. I have no idea. I'm not a gold dealer, so I didn't get into that. But just understand that if you take your $100 bill, And you buy yourself some gold. It's just an exchange from one store of value, which is that piece of paper, again, that only holds its value because the government says it's worth that hundred dollars as opposed opposed to that hundred dollar piece of gold that can now be utilized anywhere in the world, because everyone recognizes the value of that hard asset called gold. Now, let me just back up and bring everyone back into the understanding. The reason I've been teaching you about BRICS, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, and the fact that there's 20 more countries, including Canada and Mexico, that are about to join BRICS or have filed for uh, uh, application to join BRICS. The reason I'm talking about that, because they're planning to structure a new currency as not to use the United States dollar. But in the background, a lot of the central banks in other countries have been stacking gold because gold is what they're using as a store of value. And I am one that is saying to you all, if the central banks in other countries that are seeking to find an alternative currency than the U.S. dollar are are stacking gold, then maybe it makes sense to put a little bit of gold in our portfolio because gold is going to be honored right here in the United States is going to be honored in lots of other countries around the world. And again, our goal is to get safe. So if you exchange that fiat dollar, again, let's say a hundred dollars worth of, um, of, of the paper dollar, for a hundred dollars worth of gold, whichever goal you choose. And there's different types of gold, depending on what hardening element they put in there to make the gold shape, whatever they were trying to do, whether it's a nugget or a coin or whatever it is, or jewelry, it'll hold its value. And we'll be able to trade it. But I say that because I've got to make sure that you understand if you buy that hundred dollars worth of gold, you can literally take that same hundred dollars worth of gold back in and get the fiat, which is the dollar equivalent when you need to. It's just it's just. On an exchange, just like everything else. If you were going from here to Mexico and you needed pesos, you give them a dollar. Then you get the the value of that that dollar in pesos. You go to Mexico, you do your shopping. Maybe you have a thousand pesos left. You come back to the United States. You go back to the exchange and you get the dollar equivalent of those thousand pesos. You do the exact same thing with gold, but you either get an ounce of gold, which, I'm and I'm not looking at gold spot prices or anything like that, which may be about $2,000. And so let's just say I hold a coin in my hand that's worth $2,000. Well, I can't go to the gas station and by $2,000 worth of gas because I wouldn't give them a and expect them to give me change or anything like that. So you can get smaller increments of gold to maybe suit what you need if you need it. Now I'm talking about for our family and for my mom specifically who I was talking to. If you get smaller increments, maybe you don't get an ounce, but you get a half ounce and that's a thousand or you get a fourth of an ounce. And then you can take that If you need to and change it into the gold dealer and they can give you the equivalent in the U.S. dollar if you need it. Because, again, I'm thinking about having a store of value when some of these things that we're seeing actually happen and converge. And so I want to make sure that we are clear that there are several different stores of value. But right now here in the United States, we have been taught And we have lived by putting our money in the bank as a store of value. And that is not the safest option right now, in my opinion. So as a teacher, if you don't understand what I'm saying, I want to make sure that I back up and make sure that you understand it is critically important because different people have different agendas to help depreciate or stop utilization of the United States dollar that we need to be watching. Now, typically ladies and gentlemen, I wouldn't be worried about it, but um, there's too many different things that are happening. If it was just one thing happening, one country saying, ah, we're not going to use the U.S. dollar. Um, we're going to do something different. We're going to come up with our own cryptocurrency or we're going to do this or we're going to do that. But it's not just that. It's countries everywhere stating it. The BRICS agreement, the fact that uh, the petrodollar Uh, is not being used or utilized right now. Like it has been in the last 50 years. Like there's all these things that hold up what the value of the United States dollar is. And again, I'm going to do my very best to kind of slow it down so that you understand. But one of the biggest problems is that our United States dollar is not backed by gold and has not been since 1971 when President Nixon took us off the gold standard. So now these countries that are stacking up on gold are now putting themselves in position to create a currency that is going to be worldwide utilized in all the countries That actually has some value because it's backed by gold and not just someone's word. Our dollar is backed by the full faith of the United States government. And everyone is saying enough of that. So, again, just making sure that we're clear. They're buying all of this gold and their goal is to create a currency that's backed by... Some sort of commodity. I'm not even knowing or saying it's going to be gold because it could be silver. Could be a number of things, but it's actually a physical, tangible thing. Now, the conversation about Bitcoin not being backed by anything. Absolutely, you are correct. You are correct. And there is nothing that will ever back up Bitcoin other than people's value value. In being able to transact peer to peer without any intermediaries, no one owning or controlling this particular coin. And as we move into this police state type of situation, there are going to be several individuals that want to be in a decentralized central center, um, a place. And so Bitcoin is going to serve that group of individuals all over the world. And the more and more these digital coins roll out, you're going to need to be in something decentralized because you're going to see how very limited your life will be once these central bank digital currencies actually roll out. And so When we put all those things together, we know that we've got to be diversified. We've got to have something decentralized. But if you need something physical and tangible, you want to do a hard asset, which is why I started speaking about gold a little bit. But then real estate is one of the other things that we are talking about as a hard asset. And so the question then becomes, if the dollar depreciates, which we know it is going to Once all these countries start sending the U.S. dollar back to the U.S. and saying we're using this particular currency because it's backed by gold and we've amassed enough gold to make this happen. We've got enough countries in this agreement to make this thing work. And 40 percent of the population is not here in the United States. It's abroad. And when that 40 percent is using something else, we're going to have to really not be grabbing at straws. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to be prepared. That's why we need to be ahead of what is going on. And so as we look at the hard assets that are available outside of the digital assets, we're looking at again, gold, silver, we're looking at things like houses and things like that. But how do those come together as, um, another type of opportunity. And that's where we get the tokenization, real estate tokenization. And when we come forward after news, sports and traffic, I am going to share with you what tokenization is. We're not going to get away from the next couple of weeks, bricks and operation Sandman and all of those things, because I want to keep you up to date because I want to share with you how this is starting to play out, but we definitely are going to talk about tokenization and give some more opportunities because this time is unprecedented opportunities everywhere. This is KBLA talk 1580.
0: Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA talk 1580. This is KBLA talk 1580 where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here.
1: All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So as we talk about tokenized real estate, so let me just preface this by saying this has nothing specifically to do with Bitcoin. There are other tokens out there such as Ethereum and there's all sorts of tokens. In fact, someone asked me if I wanted to create a plug coin so that people could actually invest in the cryptocurrency exchange that we have. And I really didn't have a desire to have my own coin because I've seen the struggle of individuals in our community that have created a coin to recycle black dollars and things of that sort. But this particular type of token is called um, uh, ERC-20 token or ERC 721 token. And so these are just tokens that are utilized to indicate their, your ownership in something. So what is tokenized real estate, digital real estate ownership. That's what this is. And so the integration of blockchain technology into real estate has actually triggered a complete overhaul of the overall system. And so I've stated before, it's going to change the way we buy properties through real estate brokers. It definitely is going to change whether or not we utilize escrow because escrow can disappear based on blockchain technology stepping up to the plate along with the insurance, uh, property insurance, not property insurance, but title insurance can be eliminated. And so what tokenization is, is it's facilitating digital real estate ownership. There is actually a physical building, but tokens are utilized or exchanged with individuals that want to invest in it and so it opens up the space to individuals that were previously left out due to insufficient funds because a lot of us don't have extra money to be able to invest but blockchain and tokenization of digital real estate gets rid of that and it also uh, eliminates covering up the issues of lack of trust and transparency because these assets, this transaction, these properties will be totally open to everyone to see. So the transparency issue is solved. So real estate has been quite an illiquid asset. And when we say illiquid, it's not like the gold that I just got finished talking about, because if you had Let's just say a $2,000 coin, you could run down to your local coin dealer. They would cash it out, give you the $2,000 and you go about your way. Well, when you have real estate, it's illiquid. You can't just run out and sell the house really quickly to get the $100,000 that you need. You actually have to apply for a loan. They have to be willing to even re um, reassess the loan, you may even have to wait to get an appraisal so they can see how much the property is worth and all of those things, because that's how real estate has worked in the past. Well, with this thing called tokenization, if you and I decided to go half and half on on a house, and let's just say we spent a hundred thousand dollars on the house, you have uh, and let's just say there were 2000 tokens just to keep this simple. You have a thousand tokens. I have a to- thousand tokens and we spent a hundred thousand dollars on the house. So that means my tokens are worth 50,000 and your tokens are worth 50,000. Well, if I had an emergency, I could literally sell my sister 20 of, of my thousand tokens for whatever I see the value is to help me get my money back for the, the, um, the $50,000 that I put into investing in that asset of the house. And now you would own your Thousand dollars worth of tokens for fifty thousand, but maybe I own forty five thousand and my sister now owns five thousand because I sold her those tokens. So, in essence, it's kind of like stock. And I hate to say it that way, but that's the easiest way to help everybody understand. If you were holding stock certificates that you bought for $50,000 and you wanted to sell a couple of them to one of your cousins or somebody close to you without being a broker, you could do that. Well, this tokenization thing on an actual asset like a house or a shopping mall or a commercial building works exactly the same. And so when we talk about tokenization, it's not something that our community has been sleeping on, but it's something that our community does not know about. And as we move into the next situation of job losses, inflation going up, the banks collapsing, eventually some banks collapsing, along with the fact that real estate, Brokers are looking at numbers and seeing that real estate owners are defaulting both residential because of loss of jobs and commercial because of. The workplace not being utilized the way it had been in the past because a lot of workers are still staying home and businesses are seeing that they can cut the cost of paying for residential, I mean, commercial leases. And so all of those things coming together at the same time, along with the fact that we are coming into a digital space, all of those things put together at once again, create a different perfect storm. And we have to be ready as a community to step in and buy properties that typically are taken advantage of by other individuals because they have the money to do it. Well, if we don't have the money to actually buy properties outright in our families, we can resort to this brand new technology called blockchain that allows us to do tokenization. So tokenization, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be huge. And we just need to demystify it because it's an option. It's not crowdfunding. It is actually tokenization. And most of it is done on the Ethereum blockchain. So while I'm talking to you all about the fact that I have Bitcoin that is stored up and I have gold stored up and I have property that we're holding on to. We're we're diversifying with that property. I share with you or I share it on social media. I don't know I talk so much. What we're doing with the properties that we hold, diversifying the uses because they don't all just have to be rented. You can do certain things to bring in more income than even renting out your properties, but that's another conversation we're doing that as well but tokenization is going to give us the opportunity to partner as a community with some people being able to invest ten dollars and some people being able to invest a million and it all goes towards the same real estate uh, piece of property which is tangible so What is tokenization of real estate? And again, we may have to have two parts to this because uh, I want to demystify this. A couple people have asked about it. And the question, the biggest question is if the dollar loses some of its value, what's going to happen to the real estate value that we actually purchase in the next coming five years? And so we're going to talk about that all. We're going to talk about that as well when we come forward. But we're going to make sure that you understand what tokenization is first. And then we'll talk about probably tomorrow. We'll talk about the pros and cons and, and those sorts of things. But there's so much we need to dig into to understand this new digital space and what is taking place. So when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580.
0: New money, New money. we've got you covered Keep it locked to the Midday Money Chain on KBLA Talk 1580 Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA, KBLA Talk 1580
1: Alright, welcome forward So we're going to have two parts to this real estate tokenization Because I want to talk about the good and the bad of real estate tokenization Because you're going to hear more about real estate As we move into this digital change, because the the revolution will be digitized. Gil Scott Haran says that the revolution will be televised, but I'm telling you, it's going to be digitized. And so all of these things are important to understand this whole digital space. So real estate can be tokenized, whether it's commercial, residential or what we call trophy expensive commercial property, such as a shopping complex. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, I told those individuals that were trying to buy the Baldwin Hill shopping mall that we needed to tokenize that piece of real estate. And I truly believe had we tokenized that real estate, we would have done or fare better than we did. Now I'm not saying that we have not Prevail all the way getting it, but I think we could have just got it outright with no issue. But anyway, the malls can be cut into fractional slices, making investments affordable. Apartments and multi-story residential towers can be tokenized facilitating quick sales and purchases. One could actually liquidate their property assets through tokenization while raising funds for the project, just like I stated. So trophy assets refer to exceptional scarce properties that are in great demand by investors. Now I need you to listen to this very carefully because everything that you know Everything that we have known, even if you're a real estate agent, a broker, you know one, you know escrow companies, like everything we know is changing slowly but surely. But iconic buildings with substantial real estate underpinnings fall into the category of trophy assets. And so, as we look to shore up what our lives should look like in five to ten years. Yes. I'm saying you need to have a hard assets. We talked gold. We talked commercial real estate. We talked residential uh, real estate. Most of us can't buy a trophy property because that's like the top two to 5% uh, types of properties. But I need you to listen to this. We can even tokenize, ladies and gentlemen, all of us together buying things like vineyards, where grapes are grown, which means we buy these vineyards and then those grapes produce wine, which also gives us an additional income, but we can tokenize riverbanks that actually hold precious stones. So what if we go back to Africa and we decide to buy some property that is known for gold? And then we start utilizing that property, pulling those precious stones I said stones, but they could be diamonds or they could be gold. Uh, But there's just so many options because we've got to think outside of what we've been thinking the last 500 years. I don't know. So therefore, it's possible to tokenize anything with giving everybody a digital digitized share to a portion of the deed or equity interests in a legal entity or ownership of a collateralized debt. This is new. And so tomorrow what we're going to do is talk about the actual benefits of tokenization and how it becomes more transparent transparent and efficient. And why am I going into this? Because we got to get ahead of the crypto curve. And this is a crypto curve that is coming In the meantime, we need to know about all of the other factors that are happening in the macro because they all tie in. Again, I told you all I'm going somewhere with this. It takes us a little bit of time to build on these stepping stones so that you all can understand. If you don't know or haven't been listening in, please go to KBLA 1580.com. Again, KBLA 1580.com. Listen to some of my last past shows, probably the last month to bring you into what we're doing right now to make sure that black and brown folks in America grab up this real estate because there is a littler, there is a literal liquidity issue happening and we're going to be able to take advantage of the opportunity of loss of properties due to the markets and so in every recession or in every bad financial situation there are winners and there are losers and I submit to each and every one of you we can be on the winning end this time around. And we are because we're already there and we're taking steps right now to ensure that we're doing it. And we're meeting every night to make sure that this hard money asset thing is in place and that we can really win. So let's get up on the cryptocurrency. Um, Just get some updates really quickly. So Bitcoin right now is trading at $27,974. It's up. um, It's up 0.29% In the last hour, in the last 24 hours, it's down 11%. In the last seven days, it's down 1.23%. Ethereum is trading at $1,844. It's up 55% in the last hour. It's down 1.21% in the last 24 hours. And it's actually up 1.63% in the last seven days. And so if I look at the charts going all the way down, I see a lot of green in the first, the last hour, but down in 24 and seven day. And most of them seem to be all the same. So again, I do my uh, best not to copy the leader, but own the leader. So I'm constantly doing my DCA a day. So a DCA a day keeps poverty away. I hope you are listening to that. For those of you that don't understand what that is, again, go back and listen in to some of the past recordings. When we come forward, we'll continue this conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580.
0: You're to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580.
1: KBLA Talk 1580. I'm Dominique DePrima from the show First Things First weekday mornings from 6 to 9. Join me tomorrow with internet sensation, rising star, soul singer Madison McFerrin plus headlines, hot topics and your phone calls. Only on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: Broadcasting live from Lower Park, USA. USA, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580.
1: All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So we're going to finish up on our tokenization, the good and the bad about tokenization. Just know it's coming. Just know the opportunities to have tokens is coming. Definitely coming because we're working in the hard money space right now, big time. In fact, this morning I was on a call making sure that we have things in place so we can start scooping up some of these properties all across the United States as these debacles continue to happen. But I'm stacking Satoshi's, I'm stacking real estate, I'm stacking, I'm changing the way that I'm thinking about renting, I'm changing just everything. I've been out all weekend in my yard, making sure that I can monetize as opposed, you know, we got to look at everything as an income opportunity and just really thinking hard about racking up as much money as we can in the next five years in different ways. Again, be it Bitcoin as money. Be it gold as money, be it real estate as money, all of them for me being utilized as a store of a store of value. And so uh, but the majority of Americans, ladies and gentlemen, right now. Are not in the space to even listen and hear or open their ears to any of this information which means for the first time those of you listening are going to be ahead of what the masses are going to have to conform to because it's happening and so majority of Americans aren't confident about the safety and reliability of cryptocurrency don't I don't blame them it's only 14 years old and they don't have someone trying to explain on a daily basis why it's so critically important that we We are self sovereign in our doing. But ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be safe, self sovereign. I am going to continue to talk till I am brown in the face. (laughs) I'm going to continue to talk. I love my folks and I'm unapologetically about my community. So I'm going to continue to talk. I'm going to continue to share. And ladies and gentlemen, today though, we are making way for the DL Hughley show. I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me here on the head of the Crypto Curve where we are creating Satoshi millionaire. Satoshi is the smallest increment of a Bitcoin, but Satoshi millionaires one day at a time, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time. One Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you.
0: You're listening to Naja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms. At Naja Roberts, no underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Naja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create. Your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.